going to be in the book of Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, in the NIV version, Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. Any first time visiting here, I know they did it already. Raise your hand any if anybody's in. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Hey man, you came on the right Sunday. I'm gonna be short. I might uh <laughs> this here as I don't even know if it's a sermon or a conversation or what it is. So I ain't gonna be hooping and hollering, I don't think. You know, Dre Dre don't never believe me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Romans chapter 2, Romans chapter 2 reads, Romans chapter 12 verse 2 reads, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. You ready to go already? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let me read it one more time. Y'all silence your phone, put it on vibrate or something. And the game don't start to like one. Y'all good. Romans 12, 2, 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Lord, ask for your power, your grace to reside upon me. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I, I, I think I want to change this title. Leave it up there for now. I, I, got, I know I said it's pressure, not pain. But I think I want to say it's your mind, not pain. <laughs> I really want to say it's, it's your mind. Uh, we're going to leave it there since we got the graphic and everything together, but we're going to converse after this. It, 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 so we're going to talk about it's pressure, not pain, or it's your mind, not pain. One of them. First of all, one day I had to get a root canal, right, uh, on my front tooth. In order to be, uh, to have the procedure done, you know, the dentist pulled out this long needle. And I'm like, man, that's a long needle for my arm. This dude said, ain't for your arm, for your gums. My gums? The devil is a lie. <laughs> My gums? I was like, dude, oh, no, no, we good. You know what I'm saying? He, was, he said, I, I have to give you the Novocaine in order to numb the pain of the process. He said, I have to deal, dr drill deep in your tooth in order uh, to correct the problem. I said, dude, drill deep in my tooth? He said, yes, but don't worry, the, the Novocaine will numb the pain after that. It's just an operation of the mind. Well, 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 hold on, hold on. I said, what, Doc? He said, after you take the Novocaine, you'll feel the pressure of me working on the tooth, but you won't feel the pain. I said, you, you sure, Doc? He said, yes, just tell your mind not to confuse the pressure for pain. Uh, 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 my God, t t t tell my mind uh, that I was experiencing was not pain, uh, but just pressure. Can you tell you something? If my teeth weren't so big, I would have skipped the process. I'll tell you that right now. If my teeth was a little small like y'all, I'd be like, all right, but I, my teeth is too big. 
So I said, I got to go on with the procedure. But sometimes when you were faced with a tough battle, you come to a place in your mind where you don't want a quick Novocaine or word that would ease the pain involved in the issue you face. Once you have accepted God's purpose for your life and faced with the reality of the situation, you realize the pain you feared really wasn't pain at all. The real pain was the area you wanted to ignore. That unaddressed area worked as pressure that pushed you in the wrong direction. See, pressure that was trying to get you to avoid dealing with an issue God wanted you to face. Pressure that would have driven you away from the cure. To stick with the dentist's office thing, the pressure, pressure my mind perceived as pain told me the root canal was painful. Even though the Novocaine had numbed my mouth to the point that I couldn't even talk. The perception of pain made me want to just run out the dinner chair. But again, like if my teeth weren't so big, I would have left. But, but, I, but I had to get it fixed because it was a K in my tooth. I just wanted to avoid the treatment. That pressure tried to force me in a particular direction, one that would take me away from the solution for my aching tooth. It's the same in spiritual warfare. See, the emotional pressure you sense, often from people you've known for a long time, tries to push you in a particular direction. If you take a moment and think about what's really happening, you will see pressure, the pressure you feel, which your mind might interpret as pain, is trying to divert you away from a solution to your situation, from facing an issue you've avoided for a long time, or from an inner struggle that you, that you, that you, want, that you don't want to address. That pressure makes you run and hide. Hide in drugs, hide in, in on a spending spree or, or an eating binge. You, 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 you might just want to bury your head in the sand and ignore the problem and the treatment one more time. You've got to fight against the pressure. See, pressure like that comes from an area in your mind that has not yet been renewed. From thinking that it's not yet, uh, from thinking that it's not yet con in the conformity uh, uh, with the mind of Christ. See, Satan plays on those areas of your mind and uses them for his purposes. He knows that if you ever address those issues or if you press on through your circumstances, you're going to move to the next level. God's gift to you is going to find a greater manifestation than you've ever known and you're going to take a big step towards your destiny. Satan doesn't want that to happen. Do you understand Satan is not fighting you for where you are? He's fighting you for where you're going. He knows your destiny the same way God knows your destiny, the same way when God was making you, Satan was right there. It's just he got out of order and thought he was all that and a bag of chips and God had to cast him down. But he was right there when you were being formed. That's why your weapons are not carnal but a spiritual for the casting down a stronghold and vain imagination and anything that exalted itself against the armies of the living God. You have so much power but he doesn't want you to understand what you have. He don't want you to know that you have the power to resist him. He, he, he only comes as a roaring lion and he's not a roaring lion. He cannot devour anybody who stand up to him. It said he seek to see who he may devour. And when he stepped to you, you better let him know 
My mind is right. I'm ready. And if you step to me, baby, you're going to get dealt with. All you got to do is resist him. Isn't that funny? You don't even have to fight the devil. You don't even have to punch the devil. All you got to do is resist him and he'll flee from you. All you got to do is make it past one sin that you used to do all the time and say, I'm not going to do it today. And he'll flee from you. You don't even have to knuckle punch him. You don't even have to, oh, come on, somebody. If you can just get your mind together and stop letting the devil play with your mind, your life will be all right. See, 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 see. He mounts up some pressure on you, points out how painful and difficult heading in the direction of your destiny will be, then pushes you towards something easy. Or at least requiring less effort than climbing the mountain to your summit where the view is glorious. He, he, he wants you to go to Staples and hit the easy button. Hmm? He, he, he wants you to take the shortcut. He wants you to get your microwave blessing, not your crock pot blessing. Hey, come on, somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he he don't he don't want you he don't want you to take that marinated that marinated walk of glory because see he will begin a good work and you shall finish it. The problem is you want him to finish it faster than he wants to finish it, but he want to develop some character in you. So when your gift gets you, see your gift can already put you somewhere, but God said your character not together yet. I gotta make sure that you are a tree planted beside rivers of living water that will yield fruit in its season. God loves you so much, he won't let fruit grow on your vine before its season. He won't let a watermelon blessing grow up on you in March because he know the wind gonna come take it away. He'll wait. Come on, somebody. God will wait until the soil is developed till you got everything together and he has your character built up so when your gift make room for you, your character can sustain you. I know you gifted, but God trying to work some stuff out in you before he puts you on the shelf because he understands the lights will burn you up, baby, if you're not ready. I'm going to blame it on the first time visit. I had to get him something. You know, I ain't want them. If it would have all just been y'all, I would have just been like, yes, sir. See, 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 see. <laughs> this kind of attack doesn't happen in a vacuum. The pressure isn't theoretical. It's real. The pressure comes from your spouse, your former spouse, your, your in-laws, past and present, your boss, your brother, your best friend, or the person sitting beside you. He, Jesus said, Peter, you are the rock where I'm going to build my church. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And the next day, they, Peter said, don't go to the cross. And Jesus said, get you behind me, Satan. I'm not saying that God is calling him Satan. He was talking to the Satan that was in him that was trying to get him to walk towards something that he wasn't supposed to. Come on, somebody. Jesus was supposed to go to the cross. And because Peter loved him, he said, I don't want you to go to the cross. That's painful. I don't want you to die. But Jesus knew his destiny. And sometimes your family will try to tell you an easy way. Come on, somebody. Everybody told me, don't you catch that midnight train going to Virginia. Don't you go to Newport News. They're going to put you on a year probation. They got your salary $30,000 less than what you make. Not even counting your real estate and workshop. You about to go down there and go broke and have to come back home. But God said don't worry about what they say. Get you behind me Satan right now because I got to do what the Lord has told me to do. I know 
is a $30,000 pay cut, but God said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. All I need is a word, baby. I don't know, no, no. I know I'm broke today, but all I need is a word. I know I'm sick today. All I need is a word. God, just give me one word, and I know I'll be all right. Give me one word, and I know the tumor go away. Give me one word, I know the spot will go away. Give me one word, I know my money will come. Give me one word, I know I have another job. Give me one word, and I know I'll be healed. All I need is to get my mind together and understand that God would not withhold any good and perfect gift from me. He might withhold something, but it ain't the good and perfect one. I don't want a ratchet gift. I want a perfect gift. I don't want something messed up. It's funny. I drove home some years ago because if I drive home now, no one ain't coming back. They drive too far. When y'all used to get on my nerves, I'd get in my car and drive home so I wouldn't choke somebody because I didn't, hadn't quite become pastoral. Hallelujah. Thank God I ain't got to drive no more. Hallelujah. <laughs> but if you ever hear I drove home, I ain't coming back. That mean I got something on the back of it. But I would drive home and I realized God, had, I had, like I said, I had never began to apply, but people were calling me for different churches. And when I drove back, I started to realize, hey, I interviewed at a church at that exit and they didn't give it Ooh, I interviewed at a church on this exit, and I didn't get it. Ooh, I remember that church. That church was crazy. I told him in the interview, I ain't want a job because the deacon was about to fight the trustee. I like, I don't want to be here. I'm going to preach and go home. Don't worry about me. I, I remember this church on the way. I interviewed three or four churches on the way up here. Come on, somebody. It's funny how God withheld all the other places because the other places, oh, y'all don't hear me, wanted me to commute and wanted me to work and do it at the same time, but God God said that wasn't for me. It, everybody kept telling me, why are you turning down churches? And I said, because God didn't tell me to take that one. Come on, somebody. God will not withhold any good or perfect gift from you. See, the problem is you got to know how much you're worth. And it ain't money. Nobody can pay you what you worth. If they gave you a million dollars because you're fearfully and wonderfully made, somebody can't, nobody can do what God has made you to do. Nobody can do what you were created to do. That's why the world messed up because some of us not doing our job. We want to do what somebody else does. And we want to get pushed. Oh, Lord, we heard every single solo. Now we want to sing. Can't sing a lick. Don't even know A or B or C. Don't know no key. Just want to get up because you see some attention somebody else get and you can't even see. The shower don't count. It's just you and it sound good. The surround sound ain't, you don't sound good. You just happy. Many times an attack like this centers on an area of your mind where your thought process have not been renewed. These are areas around which Satan has built spiritual strongholds. Look at Romans 8, 6 through 8. It says, the mind of sinful man is death. But the mind of controlled, but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Even after you commit your life to Christ, some areas of your mind are still trapped in the old ways of thinking. 
There are people in church whose minds have been held captive for decades and they don't even know it. Mm-mm-mm. Think about it. You read the text. Let's read the text. Luke 22, Luke 12, 22. There I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will wear. You initially get excited, but the next thing you know, Satan is telling you, hold on. Now, Jesus didn't really mean not to worry about tomorrow. We, we all have to plan and save. God doesn't really want you to seek his kingdom before you seek your job. Uh-uh. Statements like this reveals our unbelief. These are examples of beliefs that are inconsistent with Scripture, inconsistent with Jesus' own words. These are statements. These statements are saying God can't take care of you. You have to take care of yourself. You have to lean totally. You have to lean totally on God and his holy scriptures. If you're going to survive in this wretched world, you can't worry about your own understanding. Lay everything on the line and give it to God. His ways are not your ways. It would never make sense. Again, I say it all the time. I opened up my other real estate company here when God told me to open it in the midst of a pandemic. Everybody called me crazy. I called myself crazy, but I knew what God told me, but I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. You understand? Because he told me what to do. Nobody would have ever seen the real estate boom that would happen in the midst of a pandemic. People buying houses with no jobs. For real. But somebody must have had some because real estate sure was good. You understand what I'm saying? It made no sense even to me. But I did not care that it did not make sense because it didn't make sense for me to leave my house and come here in the first place. Everybody told me don't go. Everybody. Everybody come here and say, y'all talk to him, I do this. They ain't say come. (laughs) They don't tell y'all that part. They did talk to me and they were like, Negro, I told you not to go there. But they're so amazed at what God has done because it didn't make any earthly sense to come here. Not for what I was making at home, but it doesn't have to make sense. It's not supposed to make sense because let me tell you something. The reason why you should walk by faith and not by sight is because when you walk by faith, you don't even know why you're doing it. That means the devil can't play with your mind because you don't know why either. When you walk by faith and not by sight, he can't play with your thoughts because your thoughts don't make no sense to you anyway. So you ain't studying Satan because when I walk by faith and not by sight, I've already stepped into the spiritual realm and you can't handle what I'm doing in the spirit because you supernatural and spirit always supersedes anything natural, no matter how super it is. That's why my weapons are kill you, Satan. My weapons are take you down. I ain't got to cuss you out. All I got to do is say in the name of Jesus, I call, come on somebody, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I throw my scriptures at you. I throw my prayer at you. I throw my fasting at you. I throw my supplication at you. I throw my faith at you. And you can't handle none of it, Satan. And when I talk about Satan, I, see, some of y'all just talking about Satan in your mind. I'm talking about Satan in the next cubicle at your job. 
And I ain't saying take this Bible and throw it at me. He said throw the scripture. No, you crazy Christian. <laughs> you ain't even got to say them out loud. Read them to yourself. Speak them to yourself. Speak them in the atmosphere. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Sometimes I say it out loud. I remember these, this crooked company kept calling me about something I knew. I didn't put my name on. I went to some little meeting they had, and then they got the information. They tried to put the stuff on my credit, and I couldn't handle it. I didn't have a lawyer. I, I ain't have a real. I, I, I had just started working. I ain't have money like that. I ain't had to for no lawyer. I went to the place. The man felt sorry for me, told me who to call, how to do it, and how to file my own uh, report. He couldn't do too much. He had to do it on his lunch break. God gave me favor, and then they still kept messing with me. So you know what I did? I called the answer machine. Come on, somebody. And I started just putting scriptures on there. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on, somebody. I bless those who bless me. God said he'll bless those who bless me and curse those who curse me, and every generation shall be blessed through this. I, mean, I know they probably thought I was crazy, but I didn't care. And they called me and said, we're going to leave you alone because well, we, we, we did find a glitch in the system. No, you found the Lord because at the end of the day baby I don't care how crazy I look I'm going to put my scripture on you got time to fight with you had time to argue with you you better listen to what you want to argue <laughs> I ain't going to argue with you <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm happy. God blessing me. I ain't got time to argue with you. I got a devil to fight. I ain't got time to argue with you. I got a destiny to, to a purpose to fulfill. I ain't got time to argue with you. I gotta do what the Lord has told me to do. And I don't have time to worry about you because no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I ain't got time to be dealing with you. I just see some of y'all gotta learn how to just wave your hand. Remember when, when Neil on, on Matrix finally got strong enough, he just could stop the bullet. You better just say, in the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against me shall prosper and just keep on walking. So you got to get to the point where you don't have to sit up there and, and tweet at everybody all the time and fuss at everybody. You just got to get in the hand of Scripture and say it, in the name of Jesus, even when my enemy come at me like a flood, the water shall not overtake me and the fire shall not burn me and just keep on walking. Ooh. Oh, I'm trying to get out of here because I don't want to lie to the first time visitors. But you know, shortness is relative. <laughs> see, uh, see, statements like these, what I was talking about, <clears throat> reveals areas of unbelief. These are examples that are not consistent with the scripture, right? You, 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 if you're going to survive, you have to lean on God. Matthew 14, Jesus walks on the water. Matthew chapter 14, let me just tell you everything in there. Matthew chapter 14, Jesus walks on water. Mm. Feeds 5,000 with two fish and five loaves, not even counting women and children. The sick were healed by touching his cloak. All in one chapter. But strongholds formed through unbelief in your mind, limit your ability of God to work in your life. See, look at it. Jesus experienced this in his own hometown. He'd been out doing mighty acts of ministry, healing people, and casting out demons. After a while, he returned to his hometown. Those miracles, signs, and wonders he'd done elsewhere suddenly become difficult to accomplish. But Mark 6 says it was because of their unbelief. 
can you believe Jesus at all times? He had just, in fact, if you go to, if you go to Israel, we're going to have to do a trip with guns again to go to Israel. So, because we, 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 we got to go to Israel. I, I got to take y'all uh, to Israel because the scriptures come alive. Go on and start saving your money after we get this commercial kitchen. Hey, but, but, <laughs> so, 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 so you, you get on the boat and you go to the other side. It's not even far. He was on one side of the lake healing folk, went to the other side, couldn't do nothing because he lived on the other side of the lake. All he had to do was get in the boat or walk around. It'll take a longer time to walk around. Of course, I'm going to go on the boat. You can still make it if you're walking. It might take you a good seven hours or six hours or so. But, but maybe not. Nah, maybe it's shorter than that. I don't know. I'm just talking about coming knee hurt. Y'all Negro with normal knees, y'all can do it in about two hours probably. <laughs> Me. <laughs> All right. to this knee right here, I don't know. But no, seriously, though, the boat ride only took like 15 minutes. I don't think, I think it would probably take maybe an hour or two to walk it. But it took like 15 minutes because you, you couldn't straight across. Right? 15 minutes. So 15 minutes from one side of water to the next, he couldn't do a miracle because they didn't believe. Huh? So that means if, if he believed... Jesus can do a miracle in his life right now, and then if I don't believe, I can't have nothing. They were just, they was right across the street. And because they knew who Jesus was, I knew you win. See, can I tell you something? Stop hanging around. I knew you win, people. If you don't know me now, go away. Uh huh, you think you all that? I knew you win. I knew you when your mom was pregnant and she was drunk and you still came out normal, but I knew her. Huh? I remember when you used to do this and you, 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 you wasn't no teacher, you were flunking in school, remember? And they tried to keep you back where you used to be. And even though Jesus, they're they trying to be familiar with Jesus. Look here, Jesus, I know your mama, I know your cousin, and you talking about you the son of God. I remember when they didn't even know who your daddy was. Jesus couldn't even do nothing with I knew you win people. Hey, he Jesus. You, come on, you, you do know who Jesus is, right? Jesus is the son of God. You know, Jesus who, who walked on water. Jesus who turned water into wine. Jesus, that Jesus, right, who, who raised Lazarus from the dead. That, that Jesus, he, he did all these miracles, but when he went to his own hometown, couldn't do nothing because remember when people. Remember when people will mess your mind up, you keep listening to them. You're out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what goes in your heart is what goes in your eyes and your ears. So you got to learn how to walk away from people that always give you negativity in your ears or negative images in your eyes. You need to control what goes into your heart. And the only way is to control what goes in your eyes and what goes through your ears. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you keep listening to remember when people, you will go back when. I'm tired of walking down memory lane. I want to walk on where I'm going. I ain't studying what's behind me. Paul said, press toward the mark of his holy cause. Stop looking back. Look forward. Look toward the hidden which come as your help. That's why the full armor of God, it has nothing on the backside because he don't expect you to have to back up. He wants you to keep moving with the helmet and the breastplate and the loin plate and the shin guard. He, you better walk forward. God said, I ain't made you to go backwards. 
I ain't make you to go back through territory I done already had you conquer. So what they talking about you? You done already made your mark there. Keep on walking. <clears throat> I'm ready to go. To combat these strongholds, Jesus puts in place, in, Jesus puts you in places that shed light on your disbelief. See, see, sometimes the devil in the hell crying, <laughs> they keep blaming me, it wasn't even me. Sometimes Jesus and God allow certain things to happen so you can see where you really are. He wants to give you his mind. Like 1 Corinthians 2, 16. In order for your mind to become the mind of Christ, your mind must be renewed. See, your spirit is already new, but you have to renew your mind. You will, you, he said you will receive a hundredfold in this lifetime with persecution. But he also said he wishes above all things that you be prosperous and in good health. Even as what? Your soul prosper. Your soul is your mind. Your soul is not your spirit. The reason why some of us are so confused because we think our soul is our spirit. Your soul is you. Your soul is your mind, your reason, your deduction, the way you think. That is your soul. Your soul is your personality. And as long as you are not working on your soul, your mind, your personality, you will stay in the same place. Your spirit is already ready to take you to the next level. Your flesh is already ready to take you straight to hell and you stuck in the middle. So you got to remember who you going to feed the most. Are you going to feed your flesh the most or are you going to feed your, feed your spirit the most? I need you to get in your word and renew your mind so your mind can have the mind of Christ so the next time somebody come at you, you won't be ready to knock if they book. You will just put some scripture on it. Now I'm not telling you not to defend yourself if somebody get ready to swing on you, but I am telling you, you ain't got to cuss nobody out. You ain't got to send no email back. All you got to do is confess that the blood of Jesus covers you and let him handle your enemies. The battle is not yours, it's God. He want to handle your situation. Let him do it. Let God do his job. Stop fighting everybody. Stop cussing everybody out. God will handle it. Ooh, I almost said something. I wasn't supposed to say not a cuss word or that, but you know how I be using story, but you got a story that's a little too close. Gotta wait at least two more weeks. <laughs> your thought process must be transformed this method of, method of transformation is much like the cleansing Paul mentions in relation to the entire church where he says in Ephesians 5:26, God is cleansing her by washing with the water through the word some of y'all need a bath you don't stink in your physical bodies you don't stink in your physical bodies but you stink in your spirit because you've not given your spirit a bath with the word of God. See, come on, somebody. Your faith is wearing short and you're getting weary because you're not feeding it with the word of God. You got to wash your underarms of faith. Come on, somebody. You got to wash your backside of faith. You got to wash it with the water of the word of God so you can go to the next level. I'm not saying you stink physically, but some of us came in here stinking because our faith has not been washed with the water of the word of God. Wash your faith. 
faith. Wash your prayer life. Wash your mouth. Wash it all with the word of God so you can smell good in the spirit. Come on, somebody. Taste and see what the Lord has for you. When you start washing with the water of the word, you will start understanding eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God is about to do for me. My faith is strong because I'm washing it with the word of God. Remember what it said, the word is the sword of the spirit. So some of us don't have swords. We got butter knives. We got pocket knives. We got to get all up on the devil to even make him feel a pinch. But some of us have been washing ourselves with the word. And because we washed it, we don't have a little butter knife. We don't have a little kitchen knife. We got a sword. We don't even have a dagger. We got a sword that's long enough to cut the devil loose. Now, come on, madam. You better watch out, somebody. You better let somebody know, I'm going to get in my word. I'm going to wash my spirit the same way I wash my face. When you wash your face every morning and you brush your teeth, brush your teeth with the word of God. Get that tongue ready so you can speak fire into situations that's dry. Let God understand. Oh, you better tell Satan right now, I'm going to wash myself with the water of the word of God and the devil can't touch me. It's right. That is it. I'm done. Wash yourself with the word of God. Wash yourself with the water of the word and watch your faith be magnified. Ooh-wee. I got to talk to somebody. All you got to do is renew your mind. Renew your mind. It's, it's pressure, not pain. The devil can't hurt you. He only can use your mind to hurt yourself. Be like the doctor. The doctor said, he's going to give me some Novocaine. I can feel the pressure, not the pain. And Jesus is giving you the power to walk on surface. He then covers you with the blood of Jesus. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You just got to understand it in your mind. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 